Hello, hello, mugs and muggets of the at mugs sphere. We've got a special for you. Have a listen. And alligator blood lets down at the clock tower of the 200. I'm leaving out, Catalyst. Can't win. Yep. His big heart pounding. He's clear. He wins. Big weekend. Oh, <laughs> mate. Chills every time I see it, I hear it. What a champion horse. What a weekend. He is a superstar. He is a super... Now, now it's confirmed by the people down in Melbourne and Sydney and all that sort of stuff. So they finally agree with Queensland. Well, that's it. We <laughs> said Queensland form is the form. Hence yep. why we're on here every week in your ear. That's going right. through these, uh, hey, group one winning races. Pretty much more than anything. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's a big format up in Brizzy. Mate, how'd you go last week up at Brizzy? Speaking of, um, yeah, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good week. I think. Um, I think we saw a potential superstar in Kisakano. Yeah. Held up, came out off the rail, and then just pretty much blew them away. And it was ridden sort of three wide up until the corner at Doom, but not many horses do that unless they're they're pretty good. And it's got that Rothfire form too. Well, and what it what it does is just stamp Rothfire as yeah, who knows what it could be, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It, so it helps out with the yep. form going forward. And then there was a few. $3 places, one in the last about $5, and so oh, it, was, it was a good weekend. <laughs> I'll tell you what, and to all the uh, all the, our millions and millions of fans out there, one of, you know, a life lesson from a hero of ours, John Cena, g'day John Cena if you listen, is never give up because if you, if you go through sort of, well, my tips in particular, mate, I went, again, I was close, seconds, thirds, about zip from five, and then come home with Wonderbar, Silvera, which got me ahead for the day. So if there's any advice out there, listeners, it's never give up. If you keep chasing your losses, you'll catch up to them eventually. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) Oh, but, mate, look, we've got a massive week coming up again. Um, We're back at Eagle Farm this week. We've got the nine races coming. Rail's coming out six metres this meet. I think last time we were there, we were in the true. So that uh, gave us a bit of a good indication of how the track goes. Weather-wise, I think we're looking good for maybe into the soft five if we keep getting some rain. But again, as we said, yeah, Eagle, Eagle Farm. Eagle Farm's a God's Eagle grass Eagle made it. Dr- dries, like exactly. a, dries like a bone up here. So exactly. I'd say, yeah, I reckon good. It'll be yeah, good so look, yeah. we're, we're looking for a good four. Um, hopefully just the sun's out so all the uh, all the brizzy locals can get out to the track and have a rip of time. Yeah. Let's get ripping in, hey? So... Looking at the card, it looks like one of those days that could be either very, very easy or an absolute punter's graveyard because <laughs> there's quite a few good horses going around and some short quotes. Some of them we agree with, others we've, uh, we've tried we'll to find some value part. around, but we'll, uh, we'll let it all out onto your ears and you can tell us if you agree or not. So race one, we've got an 1,800-metre Class 6 handicap. Um, now, look, it's just a good horse that leads the market here in the kingdom, which is just doesn't know how not to win more than anything. So we're it getting two bucks game. at the moment. So I don't know, mate, two bucks. Is it is it an early fill-up or are we, uh, we searching for an even bigger fill-up? Um, <laughs> I've put it in the sack fast straight, oh, straight up. I've gone – I mean, I haven't gone too wide, to be fair. I've backed the um, – I'm taking Savwell. I think um, at the end of its last run, I, I believe um, Females had it um, as yeah. his pick last time. I just think it kind of didn't quite – it sort of got out a little bit late, um, was held up a tiny bit, and I'm also hoping that, you know, the kingdom potentially gets – 
a bit too far out of his ground. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's a bit of a start, but I just want to give Sadwell one more chance. I think it kind of looked like it needed a tiny bit more last start, and this is an opportunity for it to potentially knock off the um the favourite. Yeah, well, that's it. it uh, it's going to appreciate it a little bit further, but I just can't get away from the favourite here. Just gets in, well, with the apprentice on board as well at 52 kilos. Um, it's met this field before, spanked him. Gets nine kilos on Gresham, who's, you know, a pretty decent little battler for the Waller Yard, the Waller Army, as they call it. So I'm going short and sweet, five on top, in early, out early. What do they say? The more you put on, the more you get back. So... Oh, well, maybe we can uh, box that Quinella up, mate. That's right. The Quinella play. Fantastic. All right. Well, on to race two. So we've got uh, BM70 Handicap, and we're going at the 1,300 metres, time-honoured, of course. Um, And, look, we've come up with another shorty here in gear. Under the unders, under two bucks now. Geez, I've come for that. Um, A couple of visitors. We've got uh, the Mar Horse Classic Gaming up from wherever it's come from. Um, as well as a f- well, a pretty stacked field as well, mate. So I don't know. You're, you're launching into in gear. No, I've sacked another shorty in the, yeah. in the second. I do have a few shorties coming up though. But um, I've gone against in gear. I thought it might get um, I thought it might get taken on a little early. I was hoping to see it get taken on early anyway. And I've gone for dreaming of Biscay. So previous third to Plitvis, which ran um fairly well last start without winning and then it ran a third to plonker in the championship to qualify for the um for the uh the randwick um the championships down at randwick yeah and i think that that horse is a pretty good horse plonker like it has city form down at warwick farm rose hill that kind of thing in some half decent races and i'm gonna give it um give it a chance i think it's overs at 11s and um matt dunn normally has them raring to go if he does bring them up here so i've gone for dreaming of biscay in well, the second it, mate. when they come up to brisbane they're not here for the mounting yard ribbons are yeah, they so right. look i'm uh, i'm going outside the favorite here as well might echo your sentiments there just think barrier 11 probably jumps a bit wide um and just look too short for me full stop one of uh lent towards his the two which is fortification um cassidy on board for the guy stable um just the last race finished a strong fifth behind stampy um who actually came out and run third last week behind the odyssey and out of that same race eric the eel actually was storming home and and we all know that uh he put him to the sword last week much to our demise that we didn't to see him we said to follow him <laughs> yeah. but not last week so hopefully you mugs listen to some people that know what they're talking about um but for me, fortification was probably 35 wide most of the way, a few cutout runs in the straight, and it just looks like it's going to get a bit of a nicer run and hopefully can provide some cheek coming into the straight. Uh, another one at odds from that same race, I've got uh, Royal Phoenix as well, could hopefully run in your top three or top four for your exotic players. So perhaps a bit of value for the mugs here in race yeah, two, pretty, mate. It looks pretty good, that one. Race three. Uh, so, look, we're hitting the two-year-olds again. So we've seen a few of these go around a couple of weeks ago. We had a big winner with Bellissimi Amici. So that was a good start to the day uh, fortnight ago. Goes around here, but we've got Redoute's Choice. Uh, sorry, Redoute's Image out of Redoute's Choice. Uh, top of the market there at 290. There's not a lot between them, though, market-wise. Um, mate, I'm sticking strong. With, uh, <laughs> with the Mozamoral here, Bellissimi Amici. So when they're winning you tend to stay on that little bit longer for the the bumpy road. So short and sweet, mate, just looks like it's going to appreciate the ground again. Eagle Farm winner, can't say much more than that. 
Yep. I've gone – well, I've gone the other favourite. I've gone Redute's image, and it's – I mean, it's for a similar reason. Um, mine's around the second up to Kisakano when it ran ran second to him. It was held up in a bit of a pocket at key stages, and for this race in particular, I just think it gets a bit of a better draw than um, Bellissimi Amici, and for that reason, I just had it slightly ahead. If it gets a bit of better position in the run, then I think it's it gives itself more of a chance. Yeah, it's another sort of Cornellery type race, though, I think, with those two, because I think they'll be fighting out the finish. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, look, they're favourites for a reason. Um, they've got the form on the board and just have to run to that ability, and it looks to be a two-horse race, literally. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on a race four, mate, so, again, we've got the two-year-olds here. Now, there's a horse in this race with a bit of a spruker, and we'll call him Ruka. And, look, I thought I'd go above and beyond for the two mugs punting crowd um, with my journalism, journalistic integrity and try to reach out to the Edmonds camp. Fortunately, their phones were switched off while they changed numbers after I tried to call them. But I've got the next big thing. So Dan Wayne, who's a great friend of the podcast, Duker, as some of us will know, He's, uh, he's actually the owner slash breeder of this little fella, Ruka. So it's like, you know, going to church and asking for Jesus and God answers your call, mate. <laughs> so we actually got a chance to catch up with Juka, which I'm going to play for you guys now. Uh, and we're just going to go through, I guess, Ruka, how he's looking for this weekend and hopefully he can lead us into a winner. All right, ring, ring. We've got, uh, we've got Juka Wayne on the line who is the managing director owner of the Ruka fan club slash owner <laughs> mate welcome yeah, mate. very well welcome to the uh the pod say hello to all the uh the mugs and muggets out there <laughs> yeah how you going guys <laughs> mate thanks for joining us tonight um as i said you you've got Ruka lining up in race four at eagle farm um look a bit of a bit of a boom horse we've obviously tested the waters last prep but firstly Saw him last week at the trials. How's he come back and, and how's the camp confident for Saturday? Yeah, so he's, uh, well, I don't know if you guys know the background on him or whatever, so I basically bred him. So I've, I've had him since a, since a baby and um, with the guys in conjunction with the guys at Sedge and Ho sort of um, got involved in the mare and, and all that. So um, it's been a long time coming with him and, we always knew he was quite talented, but he does take a bit of time. This bloke, um, yep. the trial, I don't, I don't know if you blokes have watched it, but um, the trial was really good. He just sort of, um, Jeff Lloyd sort of likes to trial on him, does a bit of bit of work down for Edmonds in his retirement, but um, just sat him back and, and just run him up the rail. It was quite heavy that day, so... Not that he hasn't won on heavy before, but um, he actually, you know, these Colts, they sort of... Yep. Uh, trial that way occasionally where um, you just got to sit him out the back and let him run. Um, you know, or, the Autumn Sun's a good example. He never really trialled that amazingly as he got older, but um, it's just about getting the work into him. But he did enough to suggest he'll be good enough um, to win tomorrow. So Let's go back to that last prep because it, well, it seemed probably like a whirlwind, I guess, from you guys. Your guys end yep. as well to go from what are Colson Geldings in Brisbane, then to Mooney Valley, where race yep. out of his skin, yep. um, and then yep. I, you know, just from looking at the Coolmore replays, I guess things just didn't go right there. But you've gone yeah, from yeah. Uh, from the absolute guzzler of Brisbane to a Group One at Flemington on uh, Coolmore Stakes Day. It must have been pretty surreal. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, like I said, having him since he was a baby, sort of thing. 
Um, you know, it's uh, a bit of justification for myself for a start, but um, you know that first start in Brisbane, that just nobody can tell me that uh, he shouldn't have won that day. But he was just really culty. He was average out of the barriers, wide. It was a hard day to be wide and back, and he just kept coming. And um, you know. Matty got off that day and said, don't worry, he should have won this race. And the winner goes all right from that race. Um, then we go to Melbourne. He goes goes a bit off his feed and does does what horses do occasionally and didn't initially travel well. But then he trialled at, uh, I think it was Cranbourne. And uh, it was like something switched from there. And, um, yeah, the Mini Valley win was obviously very good. In weak, weakest short of company, I guess, he'd need off to quite a good horse for Tony Golan um, who was also down there and hard to win the way he won at Mooney Valley but um, got a good steer from Ollie and then yeah you got to take a throw up the stumps when, you, when you're down there it was always our intention of getting to the Coolmore just timing wise it probably showed on the day and um, the amount of rain I was down there that day yep. um, yeah oh, I and, uh, needed, needed about three different pairs of shoes so I don't know how he was feeling so well, and it uh, looked like exceedance, uh, exceedance bloody yeah. bullied him out of the gate too, which probably doesn't help yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, and they can do things when they get bumps like that. They yeah. can hold their breath and stuff like that. So Craig, Craig said he squeezed him and he basically gave nothing. So Craig really looked after him. She's just an elite jockey like that. He didn't whack him or anything like that to get a response. He just said, better off just going on over the line and getting him ready for for autumn, but I guess um, that's the thing, mate. It's racing. You just got to oh. have a throw stumps occasionally because it can go the other way. See, mate, if I had a dollar for every time I've said that's racing, fucking hell, wouldn't need to be uh, betting at Dubin every week, that's for sure. Oh, mate, well, look, you mentioned previously uh, Sydney's the plan. We uh, we got a nice race picked out there, or, or what's the – is a bit of a just well, go down and see what happens sort of trip? Yeah, well, Toby and Trent, for that matter, has always said that he'd get, he'd get to a mile eventually. I'm probably with the Rubik's. I mean, they're just better off sprinting, in my opinion, but they know the horse inside out, so they know um, he's got a high cruising speed. He always looks like like a horse that's going to be able to handle himself better at 1400s and stuff like that. So, look, they've nommed him for the Doncaster. You've got to have a bit of prize money there, but obviously you get... 49 kilos or something as a three-year-old so that's always good but the the real race that sort of has become a really good race in itself is the uh i think it's the Arrowfield sprint these yep. days or something like that three-year-olds so, you and, betcha yeah classic legend won it last year and just the horses that finished behind him Anna Heed and and horses like that i think um it's sort of it's sort of uh similar to i guess the um Coolmore stud stakes it's sort of become a bit of a Stallion making race or a, or a race that um, you just know a good horse is going to come out of. So um, it's just how it goes. I guess it works into the carnival pretty well with timing and the horses. Yep. I guess not going out out in distance so much towards your derbies and stuff like that. Sticking to distances and that's it, man. I think a lot of mugs out there would love to be in your shoes. So <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm hearing odds on get on for Saturday. Um, I know you're a, yeah. before before we let you go. I know you're a bit of a Brizzy racing fan. Is there anything early in the form that you've seen that uh, just wins Saturday for us? Well, I was having a look last night. It's two dollars into two dollars into two dollars. There's some good things going around on yeah. Saturday. That it's a dangerous dangerous day, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it yeah, it has a bit of that bit of that feeling where 
Uh, it could be a race five and trying to find something to get it back. But, uh, yeah, no, I like, I like um, Mars Horse uh, in the distance race, I think. Call, quality Seeker? Is that the one? Yeah, Quality yep. Seeker, yeah. I was, was at the race. Oh, I wasn't at the races, but I, was, I watched that race pretty closely and he absolutely killed him. And actually, I think he gets a, a weight swing on the second horse, which is rare uh, with the apprentice on board. So. Um, yeah, it's hard, hard to see him getting beaten, I think. And then, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess early, early in the day, um, there's a couple of the faves that I just can't, can't find anything to beat them, really. So. Beautiful. You heard that, Muggs. It's a multi day, so get on and win large, hey? <laughs> Mate, well, uh, thanks for joining us here on Two Mugs Punting. We'll, uh, we'll wish you, wish you luck and, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of this boy. Cheers, Duke. Yeah, absolutely. Love to be on again if you don't mind, boys. Well, that's it. Winner's piss is winner's piss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how about that, mate? Straight from the uh, proverbial horse's mouth. Do you agree with him? Rook is a get-on? He is is 100% on top. If they're prepared to take him to the Coolmore, I'm prepared to absolutely launch in race four. Yeah. No, I can't, uh, can't really add anything to that. He's a good horse, really excited to see where he goes. Big shout-out to Juker and wish him the best of luck. Thanks to him and the spot-on boys for giving him five minutes of uh, of our time to come on and share the good news. So, Ruka, big watch, horse going places. Yeah. Keep uh, keep it in your black book. Uh, look, race five, we're moving on. We've got a bit of a look trickier race here, mate. This, this is probably one of those races where I've – I could, uh, well, as we said last week, race it five times, get 25 different winners. That is number's going to change every week. But like which that. one did you find on top? Um, so Plivis is um, is back in this race, which we sort of, I sort of referenced the form a bit um, earlier with Dreaming of Biscay that I've tipped in the second. But I have gone against him here, and I'm going with Slow Hands. Oh, no, sorry, Great Powers. I did have Slow Hands, and then I've redone the form, and I saw there was a... It only sort of lost about, I think it was 0.1 of a length, and it's getting a one kilo weight swing. Um, second to Savwell, who I've nommed in the in the first race, and I just think it's a um, it gets the run of the race from barrier three, and I'm prepared to take the um, take the nine dollars two eighty the place and see if I can um, knock off Blitvis and and potentially slow hands as well. Beautiful. Well, fingers crossed you don't knock them off um, because I had a coin flip here and it was Plitvis or Slow Hands. So (laughs) a bit boring, top two in the market. But look, I think Plitvis was just absolutely bloody butchered last start. I'm sure the young fella got scolded. Different tactics this time. Well, the winner just stole it. He was off off from the 1,000 and nothing was getting close. Um, So I've got Plitvis on top. Slow Hands, I think if the rain comes – it, uh, my pick could easily change there. But at this stage, I just think Plitvis is probably just a little bit classier with the claim. If the uh, apprentice didn't get the three, I'd probably change my pick. But one on top from seven for me, and uh, we've got great powers there to yep. make up that trifecta. That's handy. Uh, on to race six. Again, I think this one's a bit of a short and sweet, mate. Quality seeker for the Mar yeah. team. Um, as Duke had mentioned there, gets in real well at the weights again. Gets the meets, swing. Meets the same, meets the same field almost as a couple of uh, Southern Raiders up, but 
does the job for me. Anything you're seeing different? No, I mean, the only one really even in the market, to be quite honest with you, is breakdance. And with, like, like Duke was saying, it, it gets the weight swing with The Apprentice. So unless... Well, and it's jumping from uh, Barrier 16 yeah, as well. Unless so. you get Louise, Louise Day, and I can't see her doing anything wrong. She's been riding quite well of late. So I just think, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's pretty much immoral. <laughs> yep, that's right. Punters, so it's probably a Ruka into quality seeker double up. Yep. If you're lucky, you might get four bucks for the for the double. Uh, we're on to race seven. So, again, a bit of a trickier race, this one, over the 1,200, class six. So Emerald Kingdom actually has been uh, scratched from this race for a later race. So that probably opens the market up a little bit. Um, drew the car park there, so I'm guessing that's the reason why. But, mate, there's a few that jump out here, eh? Yeah, I've gone. Um, I'm sticking to this. I think this is the first time I'm sticking to, to a previous tip, but I'm sticking with the um, with the well-rated Adora Dancer. So it's um, third up. We're on last start. Gets a good spot from the draw barrier two. One from one from the track and distance. I do agree that it doesn't win out of turn going through its form. It tends to run the best seconds and thirds you've ever seen. It's a black book model. But with Emerald Kingdom scratched, I think I'm, I'm taking the, the sevens and 245 again. I, I think, yeah, on the last run, you can't get off it because it nearly knocked them off then. So, that, yeah. That's it, mate. Well, when you go down the tab to load up on your seven and 245, I'll give you my share because I've, well. uh, I've found him on top two. And look, as you said, huge last start. Um, if you actually go back and watch that replay, it, it's like uh, stealing a car in Grand Theft Auto and just watching him weave through everything and just not getting clear and bashing into everything. Yeah. Look, if you swap his run with Wonderbars, probably wins. Yeah. You know, I was happy to take my winning ticket yeah. on and <laughs> never look back. So I'm uh, off. Has, has to back up well yeah. though too, but I think it. I think it will. Well, yeah. it's one of those things. A weak backup is. It's obviously a trainer's decision. Yeah. Trainer probably thinks he just didn't blow a gasket, didn't blow a candle out, as they say, down in the stables. But uh, with that confidence, I've got him on top as well. So hopefully he can get us a little bit of value there. Uh, And then we can just relaunch into race eight. Now, there is one at the top market called Emerald Kingdom here at $1.90, mate. So I'm sure a lot of punters are thinking, just put your cash on that bad boy, boys, because he's not going to let us down again. Or is he? What are you going for, mate? What have, what have you? What have you got? He's <laughs> gonna let the punters down here. I'm declaring that the bubble, the bubble, is gonna pop. So we made this declaration a couple of weeks back, if you remember, listeners, which I'm sure you do, because you'll call us out on it if we fuck up. But our uh, our picks in that race were actually scratched. So you know, bygones be bygones. But there's a horse here that actually was steam training home behind Emerald Kingdom last start, and that's Kiji Phoenix. So Kiji Phoenix probably going to get a bit of a nicer run. Again, it's one of those horses that doesn't really win out of turn, but it savaged the line at 1200, gets the 1400 here now. Emerald Kingdom hasn't been out to the 1400. Look, it's a go forward, jump on the bunny and run kind of horse. It could just be run off its feet with some pressure up front. That's the unknown. However, again, we could have egg in our faces in a couple of weeks. But Kiji Phoenix, the value for me here, I just think this uh, this favourite is going down this week for us, and we're going to find it. Mate, I'm, I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's scrambled eggs for Emerald Kingdom, oh. and it runs runs the best third you've ever seen. Because I am with the 
Mara and Eustace train Ken's Dream. That's number three in this. Five fifty ran fourth last start down at in uh, down in Sydney to Master of Wine, which bolted away Eliphorus and Wolf, which is in the new market on Friday in Newcastle. And the, if there's one thing I've learned following racing the last sort of five ten years, it is Sydney form is generally very good form. So I'm with Ken's Dream, 550. That's the value. I did have Kiji Phoenix second pick and then Emerald Kingdom third. So play for your exotic players out there, they're probably the three in that race, but I've got Ken's Dream on top for me. Beautiful. Well, Mara and Eustace, again, could have a bit of a field day. Yeah, Louise Day, we could be. Um, yeah, we well, might get her on the show next time, if she has a good day we'll on Sunday. We'll do it live from uh, the King of Hamilton Hotel again. Yeah, so right. I'm sure that the Hamilton Hotel will jump on for sponsorship at some point after we plug them every week. Mate, we're up to the last one here. Um, Looks short and sweet. It's a big field, 1,400-metre, three-year-old handicap. I think, again, a few of these are going on to that big Gold Coast meet in a couple of weeks. Uh, we finished in with a load-up, mate. We were finishing with a load up, but it's not the um, it's, it's it's not it's not the short price Ooh, that you're going to be right. thinking. I've gone for um, I've gone for Rapido Gris, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, three great thirds, six and a half kilo weight swing with the apprentice, one for one at the distance. It is a back marker, which barrier to slight query perhaps but i think at eagle farm they sort of tend to pop off the rail and that kind of thing you you you'll get your opportunity as long as it's ridden well jackson murphy to steer i think it um i think it's the value in the race at about twelve dollars and that's what i'll be um that's what i'll be throwing my chocolates on yeah well we need to finish with a winner one way or the other so i'll give you another option punters and we are going Maddie McFucking, get me in the queue, McGilvray, to ride home, star of Michelin in the last. So currently sits on top of the market there. We're getting about 350 around the corpse, um, which I just think this horse might be a little bit a cut above. Sorry to knock, uh, knock you out there, mate. That's right. But first up was huge, uh, coming second behind Baroda which I think is a, a handy little horse as well, yeah, stringing together right. a good little record. Yeah. And Ingear was in that race as well, which uh, oh, which goes around yeah. pretty bloody short earlier in the day. So um, in that same race, Naval Strike uh, finished five or six back, which came out and dusted, you know, a pretty decent little field last week as well. So just going on that form line, I've got the favourite on top, McGilvray for Kendrick. Hopefully it's one of those days where everyone at Eagle Farm gets behind the mugs and quinellas are up, and we're all bloody at the bar drinking moe <laughs> or water. Charging, it, charging a few CC and drives, yeah, I think, mate. Charging it to Bart Sinclair, eh? Yeah, that's right. He loves it. Well, mate, that wraps up Eagle Farm. Look, pretty exciting uh, race day, I think, as we sort of say yeah, every it's week. Getting a, they're getting a few good horses up from even some of yeah. those. I mean, they're no superstars, Kenstream and stuff like that. But there's a few sort of, you know, Mar and Eustace bring up a couple. Matt Dunn brings them up from down the coast way, and then you get the odd one from... Some of those other stables with Waller and that having his thing at um at the Gold Coast, so it's actually yeah, it's it's becoming a, a much stronger form yeah. line, stronger yeah. Saturday, and that's it. The big stables, you know, if they can pinch a couple of races up in Queensland for yeah, handy. for bigger yeah. projects, then we get to see that as fans out at the track. So yeah. we're not leaving yet, uh, Mugs, because hey, we got four Group Ones this weekend, and I'll tell you what, there's some bloody good horses going around here as well. Yeah, so. Oh. Uh, look, this is uh, this is why we do it. You know, you have the top liners going hell for leather, one v one v one v one, and you feel pretty damn good when you can, you know, find one that sits out on top. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to go four from four, both of us this week. Let's start in Sydney. 
All right, our Sydney. little brother Sydney. down south, Sydney, which looks to be a heavy 25 uh, from early reports at Royal Randwick. But we've got the Canterbury Stakes, and in this race, we've actually got a three-year-old on top standout. She's a good little horse, but $2.70, untested in Group 1. I think untested even maybe against some of the other horses. I'm not too sure on that fact. But I don't know. Is it unders? It, it is it is massive unders. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, not just me then. It is absurd under. So I've gone, and in fact, Bimos and I were having a chat yep. the Savo about this. I have gone. I'm going. I'm, I think. I just think Eagle Farm and Brisbane Form is actually good form for some of these big races. They ignored Alligator Blood for you know two or three oh, starts. God. Finally, they're on the blood train, and we're going to be on the Bostonian train because Tony Pike doesn't bring them over here for a picnic. It's fourteen dollars. There's seven horses in the race. That price is absurd. And we've got Be Good to Your Mother, Savatiana and White Moss that should all lead. The Bostonia jumps from one, gets the sit-in behind. Hopefully they charge ahead of it. And, I, yeah, I, if the rain comes, two from two on a heavy, four from eight on a soft, two from two at the distance, like it's it, the $14 is simply lunacy in this race. It is. It's overs. So, look, punters, I'd even suggest if you're, you're following us in, I'd probably get a piece of that now. No, we will just because I think that's it. Few people might wake yeah. up to those stats and and get on. Um, look, even just to add to that, it's, it's first up record is impeccable. If you ignore the last prep, which was noted by the trainer that that was a out of the blue prep because they were aiming for that Shalachi to get into the Everest. Um, this time around, you know, it's a Group One horse for for a bloody good reason. It is a good horse. So again, overs. I'm getting on that one. Um, it's a seven horse field, but I think. You're right. I think it can win. So even yeah. what four or five bucks to place is yeah. I is think I think to run second that's candy from a mate from yeah. a baby. Uh, well, from there, mate, we go on to the Randwick Guineas. So again, mm-hmm. a decent little field of the uh, the youngins up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of the market there, we've got Shadow Hero, which comes in after Super Seth running bloody scared from everyone and everything. Scratched. Yep. Who you got and on top? I have gone for Castle Vecchio. Mm. It ran far first up a couple of weeks ago, you know, six or something like that. I think it finished up. It was charging down the line. It just was a mile back and they weren't really running on at all. I mean, last prep, I don't really need to talk about it anymore. Second to Liz Grishow in the, in the, um, in the Cox plate. Tiaka Shat comes out and wins 1600, 1600 last start, yep. uh, last weekend. I mean, that's it. It, it just, I think it's a, I think it's right. a good thing. Five fifty as well. It's not even the favorite. I can't believe that to be quite honest. Bloody good horse. The only, uh, the only concern that I have with it is it's going to be absolutely swallowing that line up late yeah. for a beautiful second to Brandenburg. It does. Oh, yeah, in front. Oh, so I've just seen this this horse put the field away last start. I think it's more of a pet distance miler where I think Shadow Hero, Castle Vecchio, probably in two weeks in what the Rose Hill Guineas that's over 2,000 um, might be their grand final. So just think it could get the cheap lead, gets through the heavy. Yeah, um, it does swim too, Brandon. And yeah. could just sort of pinch this one from being just too far ahead and, and not looking back. So there we go. A bit of value all around. I think that's it. This is one of those races that uh, you probably can find a bit of value, even the place markets for a few of them, you know, yeah, probably stick into the lead. Yeah. Well, let's get out of the bloody uh, the rain and get down to Melbourne. 
God's, well, uh, is it raining down there? I think it might, might be a bit of rain down there yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it's the same. I think yeah, they're scheduled for a heavy as well, which, you know, a few horses could swallow this up if you're absolutely going to struggle. Um, let's start with the Australian Cup. So 2,000 metres at Flemington. Harlem's won this two years in a row at absolutely cricket score odds. Um, so that's probably the damage. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the obvious to get on and uh, and just short and sweet like that. What's it even at? It's uh, well, it's at fourteen dollars. You'd be absolutely filthy to be honest if you get on at wins because you've had fifties and sixties the years before. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got uh, we got Avilius, uh, who's look a late entry for this race and leads the market. There's been a fair bit of cash around for him as well. Regal Power, Kings will dream up there. You know. Vow and Declare makes its return, Melbourne Cup winner. So that's a, obviously going to be a massive watch as well to see how the champs come back. So, mate, I'm, I'm with a favourite here. I'm with the big A. I just think a bit of rain is going to help his cause. Absolutely black book this fella last start. Coming with, if not better, I don't know. I'll leave that up for you guys to interpret with the Shark um, in that Group 1 last week in Sydney. We'll swallow up the 2,000. Hopefully he's just sort of back to his best because he is coming a little bit of a costly horse. This yeah, he is for the punters. bloody dolphin, mate. I've um, I've gone. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, a, I'm on the pike train. In fact, oh, dangerous. <laughs> yeah, this is this dangerous. is a, this is a gamble. It's um, it's curse him because he's generally rides the best seconds on it. I, I mean, you do the form. Hush Rider and Miss Siskiyou will run to the lead. I have a bit of an issue after the Wednesday shit show that Flemington was with the mad track bias if you're in the front three or four. So I'm hoping, you know, that there's adjustments made with the rail and that sort of thing. And we do get, you know, give horses that are running on the opportunity to run on. But I've gone with um, Regal Power because, I mean, he could never win that last race at Cor- uh, um, at Caulfield with the bias. It was just yeah. never given a chance, basically, based on how that played out. But if it does get the right run, I think it can storm over these late. And seven dollars, I'm happy to um happy to take the price. Beautiful. And look, we've got one more group one, but let's leave the listeners in a bit of suspense because I believe the king of the trials is back with yeah, a uh, has been what are you you found another couple, haven't you, mate? So, the Eagle Farm so look, the, um... say I'm loud, say I'm proud, and uh, we'll we'll get a post up with uh, you ones from last week as well, so the punters can look out for them when they start. No worries. So we've got two for the punters this week. Um, they had the trials Tuesday morning, Eagle Farm, third of March, and there was one in it. Trial three, Star Virgo, which absolutely bolted in. So it was just, I mean, it stormed the field. You've obviously got to just keep an eye on whether anything else from that trial runs all right. But I think it on the on the way it just dispatched them, it looks somewhat something definitely to follow. And the other one was Better Get Ready in Trial Twelve. Just massive hold, led around the corner, kicked away in one, and then yeah, just looks like a good horse. So there two I'll be following out of um out of the trials and then a little smoky that was flying home late, which I have back before in its last preparation. And that's the Kelly Schweder trained magic Fox just flew home. There was, I mean, there was about, I think it's up, his other two were leading and it just launched from about 400 to the, to the end of the trial and, and caught them on the line or ran, you know, second or third by a lip. So magic Fox. And that was in trial 14. So three from three from this week's, Trials, beautiful, and Schweder, he doesn't get him wrong too often, does nah, he? So he's he's just just following yeah, outside his follow around. Moment. All right, the main event, we got the new market. So, well, Mate, they're all back, aren't they? All they're the all back. back. All the stars are back, and there's one cat, thankfully, that's not in this race, and that's Nature Strip. <laughs> piss him off to Sydney. It's a Group Two race, so we're not even going to go through the preview. 
May twelve hundred down the straight, Group One, heavy. Who you are? Uh, who you leaning? For my least favorite trainer, I am going with oh, the no. with the with the Hawks train exceedance. I just oh, think geez. I think it is. I just think it's a star. I bivouac loving Hawks, eh? loving Gabby. I think yeah. I just think exceedance is an absolute freak. Yeah, and if it does rain and the rain keeps coming, it eats a heavy too. So that's not that's not a concern if you are worried about the upcoming weather in short, Melbourne. Short and sweet, yeah. I guess. If you watch uh, racing dot com, you'll see Hawks. Yeah. The horse tells yeah. him where it's going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. told him it's going to Melbourne. I guess, yeah. <laughs> mate. I'm looking outside of sort of the top three or four in the market. I've actually gone Zutori in uh, as my top raider. Um, second in the Oakley Plate, and again, this thing was storming home from the back of the field on a Caulfield bias day, which happens every bloody time they're at Caulfield, learn. Um, I just remember at second up last prep, it was flying with Santa Ana Lane, who then should have gone on to win the Everest, but we'll talk about that at another time. So um, at the $10, I'm going to have a crack at Zootori. He's still salty. <laughs> Down the straight. Look, it's a pretty good Flemington horse as well if you look at its stats. Untested on the heavy, so I guess we'll find out. Um, but I tend to uh, tend to be leaning that way. So I'm going to have Zootori on top. Exceedance is obviously a star. Again, Bivouac, Loving Gabby, Gitra. You know, you can make a case for probably the field, which is what if, you want. If Trope wins this, I swear, Wayne Hawks, mate, he'll, oh, be, getting, he'll be getting a visit from me because yeah. I reckon I'm back at every start this prep and I just cannot cannot get a hold of it. Neither can anyone. Don't but, worry. Yeah. We, we want to get him on the show so we can just rail him for an hour pretty much. Mate, Beans, uh, beans Banger, best Be- of the day beans at Eagle banger. Farm. What, the- have, what have you got for us to take away? Best of the day at Eagle Farm. I'm just sticking with Quality Seeker. I think it was... Perhaps your best bet when yeah. it ran last up potentially. I just think yeah, yeah. It gets a swing with the um with the um apprentice on top, and I can't see anything chase running it down at all. Beautiful. Um, look, apart from Ruka, I think that's the obvious. Put that one in your multis, punters. But I'm going to stick with Bellissimi Amici. I just think it maps exactly the same last side how we uh, we predicted it, and hopefully we can still get around that three bucks, which is a pretty decent payout early in the day because that's what we want. So put them down, punters, and be ready for it. And just remember... I'm leaving out, Catalyst. Can't win. Exactly. Those Kiwis can bloody go back home. So <laughs> thanks for listening, crew. Give us a follow Cheers, on Twitter, and girls. Instagram, Two Mugs Punting. This will drop live. We'll chuck up our best bets before the weekend. And all the form. Tell us where we've gone right, wrong, or where you can go better. All righty, crew. See you then. Catch up.